I mean, Mark Cuban in Dallas, everybody can get a hold of him. It's like knowing when the right time to pull the lever is. Like, we can get a hold of Mark Cuban in like 30 minutes and make sure, and we'll make him see it. But like, why? Like, right, we gotta right. come correct. Like, why would we do that? Come correct. Come correct or don't come at all because Let's it's go, more damage. Like, it's all relative. Like, if you're trying to get in, you know, to this level, and if I'm trying to get into, you know, like a Michael Sartain level one, it's like, and I get a chance to meet him, I better come correct with not like, oh, you know, yeah. I mean, he might, he might be nice and be like, oh, you know, because he gets that a lot, but it's like, if I actually want to do real business, it's different. The just taking one, value. I, that reminds me of tip, just taking value, taking value, taking value. That's not what you want to do around high status people. Yo guys, what up? It's Juan Garcia. Welcome to the show. For our first special guest, we have none other than Dalton O'Neill, owner and founder of Greenlight Events, owner and founder of Texas Cannabis TV, and he's up to a whole lot of other things. I'm going to let him introduce himself in a minute, but um, Dalton, I want to start off with this. Do you remember how we met? Oh my gosh. One, it's a, it's an honor to be on the first episode here, Juan. <laughs> You've helped build so many brands. You've launched so many podcasts. I've watched it from the beginning. I remember being on some of your pods back in the day that you produced for some folks. But of course, dude, we met in San Marcos Hall at Texas State back in the day. San Marcos slang and before your T-shirt company, oh, before, the story, before Julia Rose, before the story even got started. <laughs> yeah, hey, <laughs> before Julia Rose was famous. I knew Yo. you before Julia Rose was famous, before you knew her. So. You know, that, that's funny. I was uh, thinking about this in the shower a minute ago. I was like, shit. It, oh shit this was 10 years ago to the fucking month probably uh, like it's september right now when did we like move in to the dorms probably like three weeks ago like three yeah, weeks yeah, ago, yeah. Three weeks ago. yeah 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 so 10 years ago a fucking decade in this shit um I mean, just like just like gary v says bro like the 55 is the new new 25 like we still got that young energy now we got some now we got some skills and some networks yeah. uh to collab oh, yeah. so so this yeah. is gonna be fun um, by the way, before we get into who you are and let the audience know, I just want to say this about Dalton through the pandemic, when business was going ar awry, this motherfucker saved my ass so many times, like leading up to a few weeks ago when I was in Vegas, he saved my ass once again. So we got a lot to go over, man, but, um, I appreciate you. And for those that don't know the fucking Texas cannabis TV the green light events owner, the man to know in Texas. Funny. Tell him a little bit about yourself. That's funny one. You, you hype us up too much. You've actually had the, you've had the opportunity to see underneath the hood. It's kind of like when I worked at Outback Steakhouse in high school and I still ate there, you know, the food's good. You've had the ability to look underneath the hood at green light, look underneath the hood at Texas cannabis TV and you still like us. So it's like, it's that classic <laughs> thing. If you'll still eat there. You'll still hang out with us. We're obviously doing something right. But yeah, the story of green light, you know, I really wanted to join the cannabis industry for multiple reasons, you know, medical applications with cancer and, you know, getting people out of jail for a plant that in my mind, God's gifted us. Everything God made is good. That's so obvious. And a good entrepreneurial opportunity. You know, when you just look at a product that so many people use, uh, you know, we wanted to get in. In July of 2018, we threw a business networking meetup that was the precursor to Greenlight. We had about 30 people come uh, in Dallas, Texas. None of these things were happening. So when you looked on, when you did digital forensics on the internet for cannabis business events in Dallas, even Austin, there was nothing. So at the time I, I saw a hole, I had no entrepreneur skills at the time, was kind of nervous to do it, but we threw that meetup. It was such a success. 
uh, we had to, you know, we had to start a company to work with venues and to do deposit. It was like $150 deposit. One of the venues wanted, and we were like, well, who's going to pay that? It's like, don't have your business do it. They just looked at me like, oh, you have your business, send it to us. And I was, it's kind of like an embarrassing thing where it's like, oh shoot, you know, like, what do you mean? And so we started Greenlight. We've been throwing our own events, consulting for other events, really the pr predominant networking Texas cannabis business group there is. Now there's a lot of other associations and other yearly events that happen that we're happily consult on and go to endorse as many as we can. Uh, and yeah, let's, let's yeah. stop right there for a minute. Yeah. Cause you, you're up to other things, but I want to stop on something you said. So tell the audience why I know why it is, but why is it the premier, um, cannabis events company in Texas? It's a really our format. You know, you get there, it's very inclusive. We don't care. You know, we always kind of joke like business casual because we do want to have a seriousness about it. This is not a smoke party. Mm -hmm. uh, this is not, I mean, yeah, if people want to bring their legally- A ghetto smoke party. Smoke. Yeah, yeah, we don't do that. Like I'll go, I'll <laughs> go to those parties. I'll go to those. I mean, I've been to those parties. One, we've been to some of those yeah. parties. I'm there. People yeah. are going to look at me like I'm a narc or something. It's like, no, no, I get down here. But when we're there, it's for a really serious situation. I mean, the regulations are up and down. The rules are up and down. Nobody knows. So at our events, you really get the skinny, the 411 of what's going down in the industry. Who's who? Who's doing good business? Who's doing bad business? We joke that we're we're like sunlight's the best disinfectant. We're the water hole. We really have the ability to flush out bad actors by having these open format events. You know, we're not an association, so we're not charging you a membership. Uh, the Hemp Business Builder does. But that's another business we're involved with. One that you've helped out, helped out with too, because we can't you know, you can't scale your time. You have to find ways to help as many people as you can. But what makes our events really the best is we've, we've worked our ass off. I mean, dude, we had, I mean, in 2019, you know, in Game of Thrones varies, like the spy master. It's not even like we're trying to spy on people, but like if there's a kitchen that pops up, if there's a packaging company that pops up, like I had people send these companies to me, send me names and I'll be the one to reach out. Hey, blank. I see you're doing a cannabis commercial kitchen in Dallas, Texas. Like, my name's Dalton. Nice to meet you. Please come to our event. You know, very like we're doing the outreach and we're an event. So we're not competing with anybody. So everybody feels really comfortable with us. And obviously we have our favorites and we have our sponsors that we vetted and that we know do good business. But, you know, it's really kind of open to the people. It's more of a public utility at this point. I mean, we've personally expedited the North Texas cannabis industry by like a mile. Like the lawyers will tell you, right. the CPAs will tell you, you come to a green light event and then you find your other service providers. So it's really more of a public utility. We've slowed down and yeah, we've had ticketed events and we've had other types of events. We got a really lucky to partner with the Capital Factory early on. They housed us. So it made us look a lot more legit than we were at the time. Yeah, and now yeah. we are and now we are legit <laughs> enough to, to do that. So, you know, it's been great. I mean, green light's really evolving now to more of a consultancy because we have the network. We know the sponsors. We figured out what venues like us. We know what speakers. I mean, for somebody trying to throw a cannabis event right now where they want creme de la creme speakers. Right. You know, these speakers don't just trust anybody. Yeah. Like, why would a speaker drive three hours, even if you're paying them? Like, they don't know you. They don't know what you're pushing. And uh, Greenlight, I mean, it's one text from the from the Greenlight gang. I mean, any speaker in Texas you want will get. Like, like that. Like, like snap. You know? Yeah, definitely. You, you know, that's such important part of events because... Um... I know, I know you know that I throw, you know, my own events too mm -hmm. with fo focused on media and models and that VIP type of status stuff, but that reputation that you hold, right. And kind of sussing out the bad actors. Okay. You're blacklisted. 
you're never being invited again. Right. And that same note, the people that are good actors and awesome to the community, they also trust you and they're not, you know, it's a small circle, right? They feel safe. They feel safe. Yeah. In any industry, it's a small circle. So um, if you want to be a part of really, and you're, you're expanding to, you know, more broad events, like, you know, broader than just the cannabis industry now, right? We have to, unfortunately, the Texas cannabis market size, uh, there's not enough really quality events that have the correct budgets to support an events company. So, I mean, there's a few ones that are doing things. And again, we support, you maybe we'll shout out a couple of the events coming down the pipe that we're consulting and helping promote and advertise with Texas Cannabis TV, but that's not like a full-time job supporting the Texas cannabis events landscape. So really through last year, South by Southwest, when all the crypto NFT stuff was happening and slowly me becoming a tech person, I always ran away from the tech, but now if you want to do business, you're a tech person. So we understand these different softwares and these different sponsorships. And I mean, even so, I mean, one, we like to joke, like I like to drink beer, you know, and when an alcohol sponsor can throw down $50,000 and look the other way, and we're struggling with certain cannabis brands to throw down five or 10,000 to headline the event, you know, it's like, Hey, hold on, hold on. Let's call our friends over there at Stella and see, you know, if they want to participate because it's really entertainment. You know, it's really, we're in the business of entertainment, educating. Greenlight will always have its start in the cannabis space. And that's why we created events like Texas Cannabis Roundup, our annual event, where we flush a lot of the energy and resources into that. I mean, people have approached us. We could easily do a quarterly event or a monthly event to really galvanize the entire state of Texas. But really, in my professional opinion, it's not even needed right now. We're going into a big legislative session. Mm -hmm. A lot of things are about to change. The Delta 8s the HHCs, all these little micro cannabinoids, the laws are not set yet. Medical. Right, right. And so, so why are we going to go spin our engines when the lawmakers are really the ones that are going to destine the future of it? So yeah, we're going to do some NFT stuff, some crypto stuff, some entertainment stuff, hopefully get over there just in the general entertainment. You know, I have a lot of friends, not a lot, I got like three, but that's, yeah. more, than, that's more than a lot that are talent buyers that have booked talent for really serious events. I mean, like serious I mean, A A list, B list people, and uh, they like the green light game. So why would green light not offer talent booking services? Why would green light not offer premier audio visual consulting? And, you know, we don't care if you're doing a real estate event or if it's, obviously we come from the cannabis industry, but we've learned these, these tricks. I mean, just like one simple thing, when you're booking a hotel conference, they tell you, they nudge you that you have to use their audio visual in-house. That's just not true. All you have to do is ask if you can bring third-party audiovisual. I mean, we took right. one client. We took one client at a very name-brand hotel that had a ten-thousand-dollar quote for their in-house AV. We got that quote down to like twenty-six hundred, and right, we still right. made money. Awesome. And we still Let's made go. money. Like we still <laughs> made money. So, so when you see how much of a racket it is, and kind of disrupting some things, and COVID really changed things. I won't go down that path, but green light, you know, it's a, it appears it's just like a cannabis hype house which it kind of is in a weird way, but we've learned these skill sets and we've learned these services that translate over. So yeah, that's a long way right. to answer. But yeah, right. we are, once once the website's uh, updated and everything, we're going to be looking to onboard other clients. Two things, I'll say this. So it appears like that because that's what it's actually done, mm-hmm. right? In my opinion, you know, starting years ago when you started your first events, the people that showed up and then networked at your events they got their fucking life changed because of someone they met at a specific oh, yeah. event. They like, own businesses you, now. They're you, our sponsors now, you know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, those very specific stories 
more than me from the cannabis side and what exactly happened at your events. But mm -hmm. um, no, people are excited to go to your events, man, because <laughs> you'll, you'll be you'll be drinking a fucking beer, like being like, oh, yeah, talk to this person, talk to that person. Right. Introducing people. And that's that's amazing, man. Talk a little bit about that. Leah dropped this on another pod and it's true. And it, it's 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 funny how it goes down. Let's say I don't know you one and you walk in. Mm -hmm. we're at our event we've planned four months for this okay and the event's two hours and 45 minutes so i look at everything pretty you know not economically but everything there's finite amount of time you come in and say hey nice to meet you i saw you this or whatever and it's like hey man nice to meet you okay what do you like to do i cannot sit here and talk to you 30 minutes mm -hmm. of the two hour event the event host right yeah the i can't how am i gonna how, how am i gonna and i might <laughs> love you and me, me and you might hit it off and we might be bros and that happens a lot like i met some of my best friends in the industry but I, I can't i will wake up with so much regret monday morning quarterback if i talk to some random media guy for 30 minutes out of two hours when i have an entire event to host yeah. so one, one it's like it's 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 fight or flight. It's like, hey man, love you, but you should really go talk to ABC, you know. But in turn, I'm just looking over the room and inviting you to meet the three most important people that you came there to meet. Right, so you're right. coming in there and and you're smart for going straight to the event host to find okay, where's the people I need to meet? And I just I don't even bullshit. It's like, hey, you're here to meet these people. Go meet them. I'll introduce you. And there's really levels to it because then. If I'm bringing you to somebody I've known three years, I'll say, yeah, interview him. Let me know what you think about him. I'll circle back yeah. to that guy or girl after. They're like, hey, what do you think about Juan? So there really is levels to this stuff that I've learned from other event organizers. Like one of them's Morris Beagle, shout out. He's given Greenlight a really good chance. Okay. Yep. We've consulted for Southern Hemp Expo. We've consulted for NOCO. Like we don't have the ability to see what's going on at all times. So we have to have our other lieutenants, our other little generals out there letting us know. But that's really how it goes. You come in. As long as you have a good vibe and you don't look like a borderline criminal, you're not a cop. We'll ask, are you a cop? You have to tell us yes or no. <laughs> and then we'll say, look, you know, we, I mean, we back law enforcement. We invited off-duty police at our last event at the Texas Cannabis Roundup because we're doing nothing wrong. Yeah, and we yeah. like to maintain order. Like we like to, we love having our high status guests feel super comfortable because you can mm -hmm. throw 10 good events, but you're just due for one bad one. I mean, we mm -hmm. joke about the fire Fest. You know, one fire Fest, it's all over. Oh, right? man. We're hanging up the green light hat. So, you know, I'll kind of leave it at that, but we really like to in introduce everybody, you know, you, somebody could say, Dalton, you know, you're losing commissions, you're losing connecting fees because you're helping somebody close orders. I just got a message. I could play it. I could play it. Mm -hmm. It's funny. Aubrey Elliott from, uh, uh, extracts. He just sent this to me. This was okay. today. What's up, Dalton? It's Aubrey with Expensive Gummies. Uh, I just wanted to reach out and say thanks again for giving me I can I can barely hear it, but I, I get the point for the most part. He's reaching out. He's thankful. He's thankful. You're the, closed, so you're the connector. He just closed a giant deal. Now he's calling me, trying to take me to lunch. I'd love to go lunch right. with him. I'm busy today. You know, if you want to have lunch with me, it's like six weeks out, honestly. And it's not because I'm that busy. It's because like, dude, we have a lot of responsibilities. Like yeah. my dog needs to go to the vet. We got to go to this. We got to, we have other things to do. And I mean, yeah, if I was in the area, it'd be cool. But yeah, he landed two, two big clients at our event that have right. obviously now paid for his sponsorship. So, right, right. so he's like circling back and it's like, okay, you know, so our sponsors get value. The media we provide on the back end with Texas Cannabis TV is unmatched, but we'll get to that. So it's like people come, mm -hmm. they enjoy it. You know, we ask, what can we do better? And that's really the, what we bring to consult with when we're, when, when clients tell us, you know, okay, are you just trying to make money? Are you trying to get your name out there? Like mm -hmm. we have to reverse engineer what these clients need 
and whether it's even tangible to do. And we've had to tell, we've had to leave money on the table. We say, Hey, like the industry's not ready for that. Or, Hey, we don't think you can get that many people to come. Like if right, you're telling right. me, Oh, 5,000 people are going to come. It's like, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, um, like we had 250 to 300 at the roundup. We promoted it for three and a half, four months. We're kind of the top dogs here in like a really nice way to say it. Like if that's what we're pulling, like how are you going to get 5,000 unless you're giving goodie bags to everybody? You know, right, unless, you're, right. unless you're giving people $200 to show up, you know, how's it really going to work? Because people don't care as much as, as our bubble likes to think they and do. Like you said, oh, oh, let's talk about that real quick. And, it's a, small, and it's a small market yeah. too. There's big yeah. cannabis events going on in Colorado and Las Vegas in California, LA, places like that, right? But it's still like, it's hard, it's hard to make the money in Texas, even with hemp, right? But- a lot of gas stations, if you're doing gas stations, gas stations. Up, I mean, the gas stations make all the money. When you see, oh, the hemp industry is 800 million or whatever, it's like, okay, mm -hmm. like, I don't know the specific statistics, but like a lot of that's straight gas stations. Like not that many people are going to CBD stores to buy their CBD. We're either buying it online. If you're in college, you're buying it at a gas station. Like, yeah, there's yeah, certain stores that, there's certain ones that make it, you know, that are doctors focused or that. Look like like the moon tax. They have a great setup where you go in. It feels mm -hmm. like a dispensary. Good mm -hmm. customer service. You know, it's like people will keep going back to that. But if I was just going for the product, like I'm gonna order that to my house. They like, they do have a great setup, and um, but they also they're playing business very smart. From mm -hmm. what I've noticed, um, talking to their founder, right? right? I mean, she has businesses in other states, other countries, right? So right. so like you got to give you the know, people what they want. Like you just throw exactly. up a little, if you just take over an old, old hair, old sports clips and throw CBD in there, like, I don't want to go in there. Why would I go in there? Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, not, it's the same reason. Like the San Antonio Spurs can't fill their seats compared to the LA Lakers. Right. Right. So like, it's just a smaller market. So it's hard to get that money. You, you got to have Ginobili, Parker and Duncan. They'll fill yeah, the seats. Yeah. There, you know? <laughs> exactly. But, motherfucker. It's, it's fun, man. I mean, green light, it's been a journey. We're going to keep evolving. You know, I mean, that's really, we could talk about green light all day and just the funny shit we've seen with events. Cause we've seen shit hit the fan and yeah. that, you know, and, and our other founder, David Flores, he runs a grow in Oklahoma. He taught me this really early on. It's all about how you respond. I mean, mm -hmm. shit is going to hit the fan. That's inevitable. Oh, for sure. It's just about how you respond, keep your composure and just respond accordingly. You know, it's just, and then it's done and then just keep it moving. So, you know, that's, that's part why of throwing events. That's part of uh, yeah. hosting. You just got to handle the shit. You got to handle the chaos. And can't be come scared. Out, come out can't on the other scared. side of winter. <laughs> can't be scared. Can't do it. And that's why, one, you've been such a great addition as, a, you know, one of one of like our clients that really helps us get things going with your skill set in events, your skill set in media. I mean, things you know how to do that, you know, it's like, oh, just resizing an Instagram. I mean, how dumb is it, Juan, to spend $20,000 on an event and then your Instagram graphic not fit the right platform? Ooh, I mean, how dumb is that? You know, how dumb... And we see that. You've seen mm -hmm. that. You know some of the people I'm talking about. So it's like, and so at the very so, least. So I told you yeah. this, right? Um, speaking of that, I told you, if we can't get good media from the event, if we can't get high quality Don't even media, have it. Don't even have I'd it. I'd rather not even have the fucking Why event. Why would we have right? it? Why, right? Why would we do it? Like, Why I, would get, we do it? I get the networking, but like, dude, the media after the event is so fucking powerful. I mean, you've seen the shit on my Instagram, mm -hmm. like, right? Like the fucking wild videos i really there was one special event i put together for valentine's day one shoot where we had like the biggest models in austin the biggest photographers and we did not get anyone to do the cinematography and have the after movie 
And that was just like fucking almost waste of an event because we didn't have the badass video, right? So even before that, I did badass videos. But from that point on, I was like, fuck, dude, if we don't have a cinematographer or someone taking video and editing clips, like we might as well not even have the event because that's so powerful. Like you kind of show, and let me say this real quick. Here's here's what I told my buddy uh, Mossab when we threw our about two years ago to this month, actually, to this weekend, um, we threw like this insane red carpet birthday media shoot with models and stuff. You can go see it. it's pinned on my profile. You know, a lot of people still talk about that event to this day. But I told Mossab before we uh, put together that event and organized it, I was like, motherfucker, I don't give a fuck how much fun we actually have at this birthday like photo shoot right slash media then at night and got into a wild party right like I was like I don't care how much fun we had it just needs to look fucking cool after like we had more fun than you let's give them FOMO motherfucker because because that's the thing you gotta you take you make a badass event to then build to the next one to then build to the next one to then build to the next one so that when you're getting sponsors for your next event, you can send them in the DMs, actual media, like, oh, yeah, this is we want to do something like this or this is the type of events we host. Right. We're doing something like this next time. And then proven like, results. Oh, shit. Proven results. Yeah, exactly. Michael Sartain, irrefutable visual evidence. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's just such an important part of events. And um you know, you were gonna get in. We we're gonna get into something before. Let that. me add something. Let me add something to that. And it's the timing. Like Greenlight, we have so much content. We have a content library that's wild, but we're not great at speed editing and getting it out there. So by the time you see it, it's like, oh, that was like last year, and it's like, oh, well. So it's also you got to add the timing to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you know you got to really have the the to tell the story. And with the roundup, we weren't too concerned. It's a yearly thing, so it's like, okay, as long as the content gets out by Christmas, you know, it'll be okay. Right. Uh, but it's just been fun, Juan. I mean, you you being our marketing director, you oh, know, for those, for those few months, especially, you know, I still know you're pretty much wearing that hat, you know. Unfortunately, we can't afford to pay you what you're worth to be the full-time guy all the time. Yeah, hey, I'm getting ready to go harder, though. I'm getting ready to go harder. <laughs> we, we always come back. Uh, you know, getting Texas Cannabis TV was just a blessing on top of Greenlight. Obviously, friends with uh, right. uh, some other other group of folks talk about that so we haven't really talked got into that um what is texas cannabis tv and how did you even uh start that i know i manage the account now and help a lot with that but um i wasn't like part of the original team so how did that start let's let's do it it's crazy i had some friends uh that I've, i've known in dallas that were doing something similar and uh really just was like hey like we need to do this and so got it started. They gave us a shout out that really launched the entire deal where, you know, you, you organic followers like impossible to get. So one big shout out from them. And uh, we've always tried working, you know, it's just a different account. You know, we're not so much news as we are. Juan, we talk about this. People like to see the dumb stuff. We could yeah. literally post cannabis science articles about cutting edge stuff like every time i post the hemp for cattle feed stuff cbd and thc cattle feed nobody cares yeah and it's like dude, that's actually really cool and uh because you can people like the fart joke people like the fart joke over the you know high level joke so we've kind of gone a different brand and you know at first it was just an instagram account now we're on we're on linkedin we're on twitter we have three instagram accounts uh one is a backup and one we acquired and uh, just as a good backup and 
we built our little community here. We offer, you know, services, people to pay us to come out. We promote our own events and our friends' events. And it's the sharing economy. You know, people that we know that we want to help, we try to shout out to like Eddie from Oak Cliff Cultivators. Mm -hmm. I mean, if they if they create cool media, it's going on our page, you know, because they've right. done so much for us. They've sponsored so many things. I mean, it's it's a cool ace to have in the back of our hand too, because, you know, let's say you sponsor our event and mm -hmm. you don't get the results you want, which is like never happened. But just in case that does happen, it's like, okay, well, we'll backload a bunch of media for you, you know, mm -hmm. and get eyeballs that see it. You know, I forgot what was like 20,000 people a week that look at our account one. That was like a year ago. When you Dude, it, so. a shitload. You know, what's a crazy stat is if you go in and look at the amount of shares, mm -hmm. I think, I think there's a post that ha has like 20,000 shares. There's that a couple one Mark of posts. Cuban one you did. The one Mark Cuban one that was like, Hey, what's uh, your invention? He's like weed. And like, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. That one went From wild. At smoke at smoke made that. That was like, um, was, yeah. And we love tagging them. Like those dudes in, uh, I don't even know if they're dudes. It just looks like a bro group in LA, the high rise group. Like they're yeah, always, yeah. I mean, so we'll see. We got some grinders coming down the pipe and some merch, but really it's kind of the platform for other folks to advertise and you know, Instagram could wake up mm -hmm. one day and say it's gone, but we're really doing the best we can again to divert, to diversify. You know, again, we got our trademark pending and we're looking at maybe doing some original content, but we're just so much better at sharing the news because right. we know the news before it happens. Like if you're reading right. it off Google, like Greenlight in our group has known about this for like two weeks, like right, straight up. Right. Like, that's kind of like a strong claim to make, but it's true. Like Lucas with his hemp farm article mm -hmm. in Texas monthly, like, been knowing about that for like yeah i'm talking to lucas tonight actually i've been knowing about this for a year and a half and texas monthly wants to cover it thank you texas monthly for covering it but it's like most of this hemp news i'm seeing or you know so, oh this is going to be legal or this is banned it's like dude everybody already knew that We've been looking at it yeah yeah so it's easy for us to share it and it's easy for us to tag the big brands or hey i'm looking for the best cbd brand in this area it's like we know people like oh okay right. let, me, let me just look through if we had a better CRM, I think we'd be a little bit more untouchable because mm -hmm. if something happens to me or something happens to Leah or, you know, just something like somebody go cr crack the iCloud because who has right. all these numbers and stuff. I mean, we have a CRM, you know, HubSpot and we have. But I know what you mean. Like, I mean, yeah, like I don't want it to die with us because really the movement we've started is bigger for the modern industry. And, you know, I, we have a lot of things. We don't just want, I know this, we don't just fight for ourselves. We fight for our families. Mm -hmm. We fight to create a better life. I mean, the entrepreneur stuff, it's not even, I've seen this about it being risky. Oh, entrepreneurship's risky. No, mm -hmm. dude, what's risky is working your whole life for a company that cuts you because the CEO fucked up, you dude, know? It's so like, risky. That's, that's riskier. Like sick to my stomach, sick to my stomach, risky. The case in point is that mortgage company that fired half their company on zoom. You know, and it's like, yeah, these guys and gals had 401ks. They had kids in school. They had healthcare. They'd get fired on Zoom one day. And it's like, yeah, no, like that seems like a lot riskier. Like that seems. Yeah. And, and so Sick although to my we, stomach, let's yeah. let's not even go with fire. Let's just say it's a good job, but you don't want to look back and say what could have been right. What could have been. Or what I, I think it's create. Tim Grover, um, Michael Jordan's trainer, Kobe's trainer. He said that you think fucking like he said something along the lines of like you think fucking winning the pain and winning the pain and getting good is hard try the pain of regret motherfucker oh like, man yeah. yeah dude we can't fucking. do it what especially in the age where we benefited from having real 
IRL mentors and other people like Gary Vee. I know me and you came up on Gary Vee. I mean, the internet's oh, yeah. still brand new. I mean, the, the the domain we even mentioned when you were looking at podcast names, the fact mm-hmm. that that podcast domain's even available yeah. is crazy. I mean, it's all digital real estate on the internet. I mean, the yeah. fact that we even got Texas Cannabis TV and nobody's contested it. Love I mean, it, love our, it. Our, our lawyer says we're going to get it. Nobody since February of 2021 has even said Texas Cannabis TV on the internet, except for us. Right, so it's right. Like, we're, it's like who it's like we're shooting free throws who's gonna you know are you gonna free throws nobody's even guarding you so right. it's really one of those things it's up for us to build these businesses and brands but you know maybe the other events like south by southwest that's where me and your yeah. worlds really collide mm. you know is that is that kind of where you're thinking that's, it goes with us that's such a yeah that's such a big um you know point especially in from what i've seen in the texas cannabis industry let alone other industries but when I immediately like started looking at the industry, when I got involved with you and what you were doing, one of the first things I think I told you with everyone about these cannabis events, I was like, dude, it's a big fucking circle jerk. Like it's just, it's just a, <laughs> it's really? just a bunch of cannabis companies that need to sell things fucking uh, circle jerking oh. around the same room. Everybody so, was selling shit to each other. And it's like, hey, we don't want any of hey, this. We're all the business owners. We need to get out to the customers. Yeah. So, you know, I talked about this with um, Amos from MJ's. We talked a little bit of strategy. Big, big shout out to Amos. Yeah, big, big shout, shout out, out to Amos. Amos. Uh, Amos we still, I still have more work to do with him. He, he's got a lot going on right now. But um, we talked about this. We were like, dude, I'd rather put my cannabis booth at an event where people are than just be at another cannabis event where I see the same people. Shoot, I love the same people, been in the community, right? If you if you yeah. haven't been in the community, yes. Like, please it's go, important. that shit it's will important. change your life. If you've been in the community, sure, yeah, show up, but make it a point to be where the customers are actually passing it through, right? Like the music festival. Even Adam22 from No Jumper said that about, uh, you know, that event that they had uh, is it Green Street? Yeah, the, Green the Street. place is called. Yeah, he yeah. was like, he was like, yeah, like the the cannabis event pretty is pretty cool, but like it's all fucking industry people. Like, even he he said the same fucking thing I said. Like, I'd rather set up at the music festival. And yeah, like, it would make more sense for a cannabis brand to do right, that. Right, right. So, I mean, it's uh, fun, and from the events and media side, you know, right. we're there to hang out. You know, it's better for us because it's like that's we're more of a platform. Right, right. Um, one more thing to add, because it's like this with any industry, you know, if you're starting a cannabis business, you don't, you don't need the industry, you know, you don't need green light, you don't need that, you don't need to go to all these associations, you don't, ha- you can literally do it on your own, mm-hmm. depending on your style, like we're not saying that, oh, you know, you, you have to go, go to a green light event, but the, the road is I a think lot they're more... stupid if they don't, though. I think I'll so, too. I'll say that for you. <laughs> I, I think, think so, stupid. too. Well, well if, you got <clears throat> someone to, if you got someone to hide, then it's good not to come. True. Or if you're not ready, you know. But it's like, you know, we are industry people. You know, we are established. If there is an establishment, like, ha, 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 that's us. You know, I'm mm-hmm. an anti-establishment type of guy. But, like, mm-hmm. we've helped build the establishment from the grassroots, though. You know, when you're the establishment, you came from the grassroots. It's cool. Like, I mean, our story is well-documented from one meetup group to, you know, really being 
kind of like, I hate to even say it one, but I'm with you. So we got to be, I can't self-deprecate my whole life. Nobody's going to self-deprecate themselves. Dude, to, I'm telling you, he does this I mean, on stage too, by the way. Guys, I know. I go, why, go, why'd y'all come from Houston? It's so far. And it's like, dude, cause this doesn't happen in Houston, you know, love you know, it, because people are meeting each other in Houston that they had. Nah, you're the shit. Don't, you're the shit. <laughs> we try but we've done a lot of it for free. We've done a lot of it just out of will and a lot of like blind trust, a blind faith. Like you got to have that ignorance in you of just to keep going. You know, even when and I've seen people say, oh, if your business doesn't make money in two years, shut it down. It's like, I kind of disagree with that. Well, you got to find other stuff to do, but you right. got to keep the passion going. Greenlight was never, hey, let's build this to exit or let's build this and flip yeah. it. You know, it was always like, let's use this as a networking tool to meet everybody. That's why I love that you came in, Juan, at the perfect time, because we've really teed up everybody for you. You know, it's like one comes dope. in, it's like, I mean, dude, you've got access between all the data points we've got. I mean, we really can help out any brand, you know. Dude, like, we got Steve Fowler asking you about country shit, sending decks over, right? Like we're general events people. I mean, the owner of stuff. Babes in Toyland. Like, we've done stuff on. for South by Southwest. We've helped. I mean, a, one of the er, the biggest deal Greenlight had was for EarthX. It's the largest sustainability expo in Dallas. So, like, we do big sustainability events. We do South by Southwest events. I mean, we've done music festivals. We've helped out with. Leah brings on a whole nother area, you know, again, with the talent buyers we're bringing online. I mean, we, with some of the consultants we're bringing on, I mean, we book talent for anybody. Every, it's just a number. Yeah. You, know, you want Justin Bieber, God willing, his health is right. Like it's just a number. So yeah, back to those big events, like South by Southwest. ACL. Like, they that, need to be sponsored. That's we one of the out. biggest event yeah. tips, like starting out, like if you're not already doing events, don't try to make your own fucking festival. Are you crazy? Like crazy. Do, instead host the after party or in, instead host like some other type of uh, thing. Get a at little the area. Event. Get a little area inside the event. Pitch it. You know, yeah. like, hey, let us have this little pavilion inside your place or let us help or yeah. bring value. Real you quick, Dalton. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Steve Fowler, at Babes in Toyland Miami this year, I met so many amazing people I would have never met because I didn't just show up to babes in Toyland where if you want to meet by the way guys if you want to meet influencers if you want to meet you know content creators that is the place to go they donate to a lot of charities they help save animals they you know give care packages to troops and um, they help give uh, Christmas toys to kids and things like that so babes in Toyland charity look them up but when I went to Miami like I threw, I, me and my event organizers like Keegan, shout out Godwin and Shanka down in Miami and a, a few of our other sponsors. So I, I said, guys, everyone's flying in for babes in Toyland, like all these influencers, right? To Miami, let's host an event. Let's host a big media shoot the day before babes in Toyland because everyone's already going to be in town, right? So we're hosting a, an event sort of supplementing the big event that everyone is already going to go to right so that's a huge tip people are hungry for it. events people are hungry for it you know Definitely. you're flying Everyone's in town for south fresh off the jet. yeah yeah and it's when real more things real conversations can can be had you know at the event it's like fast paced there's somebody speaking here somebody's here and by the by all of a sudden it's five o'clock it's like and then we talked about this too one you get there a day early meet the people and then the next day you know, you're seeing, hey, what's up? What's good? Yeah, for real. They yeah. don't know if you've known these guys and girls for two years or, you know, what the deal is. And all of a sudden it kind of elevates your status at the event. 
as a connector, as a facilitator, because you're there to do business. I mean, if we're there to meet one person to close one deal, okay, let's do it. But every event me and you go to, we're just working the room. It's consistent. Exactly. Even when we're done, we we can't stop, you know? Yeah. Speaking, speaking of results, like at that babes and Toyland weekend situation, I mean, we hosted our event. There's a model that I didn't really talk to at that event who then I talked to the next day, recognized me. We had a great time. Turns out she needed help with her marketing, right? So she became a client. That's immediate business right there, right? Then now I just onboarded like last night, her other friend who's a model who needs marketing services, right? So like, dude, show up to events already knowing people or already walking in with people. And then, uh, you know, that'll just, that, that atmosphere is just conducive for doing a lot of business, a lot of high status networking, that type of thing. Well, the, the formula you're talking about can be worked on any industry, obviously, you know, the only authority I can speak on is the cannabis stuff, but it's any right. industry, even if we're going to like a chocolate uh, conference, go in there, figure it out. Creep I'm walking in there. there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, walking in there with Willy Wonka. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. I mean, pretty much like. Hey, if it's a cannabis uh, conference, I'll talk to my own people at the cannabis uh, event, but I am making sure you know that I know Dalton, by the way. Have you you're met funny. Dalton? everybody's gonna have a friend like Juan that hypes you up because you can really speak it into an existence you know that's happened before I mean people you know again self-deprecating usually when people do come meet me it's a little underwhelming because it's like why the fuck have eight people told me to come meet you it's like what's good we're here oh, you know what man. do you want to know because it happens I mean we never ask for anything you know either we've got the, and the thing we've really mastered is maybe it's not mastering but when you we're with you at an event you know it's like it's like a wedding. Like we're here. We're but the second we go home, it's like, no, there's paywalls, there's time walls. Like I've declined three calls today. And I love, I'm an old school guy. So I love talking on the phone. I love being like, but it's like, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm busy. I can't talk. You have to set boundaries. You know, yeah, definitely. like what do you want? Like I'll call Aubrey back when I'm like on the car driving downtown. If you don't answer, it's like cool. Or when I'm in the shower, like earlier. It's like if I'm yeah. bored, if I got time, I'll try to call people back. But it's really, you know, it's more of like a what's good situation. But one, it's so exciting to see you launch this new show. I mean, the network you've built over the last couple of years that I've watched. I mean, it's it's a shame you don't have your old it's a shame you don't have your old Instagram account. Oh man, I got banned. We gotta go get it back. We gotta go get your old Instagram back because there's some things on there. And you know, we me and you have some old people in the DMs. There's some people in the DMs, even your old accounting shows I've been a fan of. You know, another thing. I mean, Juan, you've taught me a lot of lessons. It's cool that we've been able to bring you back on as a client because Hell yeah. you know, it, it reminds me, Juan, back in the day when you were in San Francisco, I was watching your Instagram stories. Uh, you know, you have a plan for the day, but you work so hard early in the day that you create more business for yourself that night. So you got to be aware. You know, it's like even these events, you know, you're meeting people, making plans. You always got to have your calendar. So I've gotten a lot better at my calendar, managing expectations, again, managing the team. Because the other thing, we can mm-hmm. do all these things. We have so many levers to pull, one. Like, one, at any point, you can pull so many different levers. But you don't have 10 hands. So you can only pull two levers at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, but you have 10 to pull. So you really got to be careful who you promise you're going to pull the lever to at a certain point in time. You know, kind of like, right. like the ads we sell on Texas Cannabis TV. You know, we've sold a couple of ads. It's like, hey, send us it to when, when you're ready. You know, because mm-hmm. it's chill like that. But what happens when all eight people... Yeah. their ads run at the exact same time it's like that's something we can promise because why not but then we have to protect ourselves again because our mental health our physical health i mean i know you know some of the random things i've been through the past couple months between 
you know, just trying to focus and coffee and physical stuff. It's like, you know, you can think at 11 a.m. you can do something, but by six o'clock, like you can't. So right, right, right. Building the teams to scale it and again having those levers to pull. But you know, it's awesome to be on this show. One, I can't wait to see it grow. You've helped build so many clients. You've ran shows before. You're a natural moderator. So it's really been a blessing to hop Appreciate on this it. one with you. And dude, I mean, I can't wait to send these clips. I mean, really the new the new thing to do is send clips of messages to your friends that need it. Like Andrew Tate. I mean, I still smoke vape a little bit if I'm like mm-hmm. drunk somewhere, like at a tailgate. But mm-hmm. Like I don't vape anymore. Like Andrew Tate said it very specifically. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you vaping that? You look like an idiot. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we have all these grown <laughs> men in the bathroom passing, and no, so I no longer vape. I mean, yeah, like a CBD vape or a THC vape, like those are different. I'm talking about that's hilarious, trash, disposable nicotine. I vape. agree with him. I agree with Tate. Bro, <laughs> you, <laughs> you might see me at a nightclub <laughs> in Las Vegas smoking one. It's like because because this is what it is. I know yeah. what I'm doing. I'm choosing to do this to my body. But again, the way he said it so eloquently, I couldn't even say it. Where he's like, yeah, there's ten thousand chemicals in China. They make it taste like watermelon. They ship it to you and it costs you $4 and you think it's good for you. Yeah. You think it's getting you off cigarettes. No, no, no. I will take uh, a light blue American spirit, please, uh, traditional, and I'll go smoke a cigarette outside like a man. You know, it's not not like it's not man versus woman or this. It's just like if you're going to do that, you know, I'm I'm, I'm getting off subject, but it's like these small pieces of content. That we're going to create or i could say hey this, the clips this is the one clip that you know this adultism and stuff i stand behind it's the story it's mm-hmm. memorializing what we're doing and helping push the ball forward because again it's not always reasonable some of these things other influencers are saying like gary v saying i love the garage selling thing but it's been debunked if you spend it's been debunked two hundred dollars in gas driving around in a whole day i mean one you know how much your time is worth per hour i know how much right. my time is worth per hour i so there's levels to it that you know you can't just go spend all day saturday you know also again men's mental health like what you know are you really going to give yourself extra anxiety of oh i have to buy something here and flip it for x amount of money and then the ebay and the post office and right people our age like we're not on ebay scouring like he's i will will say i will say this though back in college Mm. um based on him you know selling garage sale things and like i i think this is why he does it but he could clearly make more money on a saturday honestly but i think he does it because you know people like me did buy watches on facebook marketplace and then get really run into really amazing deals sometimes and then flip them on ebay for like fucking 600 percent right right so but obviously like you don't you don't want to do that forever back to college uh being the t-shirt guy sm vibes right having julia rose model for me which is really cool and stuff like that i don't want to be the t-shirt guy forever bro like right there's, there's levels to it let me let me give one more ism if you're out there trying okay. to have a quick come up you go find when bulk trash day is for the richest neighborhood like alamo heights like when is bulk trash day mm-hmm. in san antonio you find the day it is and you go look at the neighborhoods on bulk trash day when all the rich people throw their trash out like mm-hmm. that is like that's the hack that's the hack don't be pulling up to random ass garage sales look go at find you bulk trash well simeon just had to come up he'll tell you about it we yeah. were taking we don't live in a super nice neighborhood but it's like you know it's like a you know suburb type stuff yeah. and uh we were just walking. We were actually, the whole story's crazier. Lucas lost his keys. We were looking because he left it on his, on his, uh, this is a funny fucking story. I got to tell it for a sec. Lucas is left this his, from that one event. 
No, no, this is like no. two weeks ago. So like, everyone's wow. losing keys all the time. Everybody's losing keys. <laughs> okay. No, Lucas has one of those cars, key fob cars. I guess all cars do. He left right. it on the hood of his car, drove off, okay, was driving to Austin from my house in Dallas. And uh, so he lost his key, okay. didn't know it until he blew a tire like in Waco. Mm -hmm. And so he turned off his car to fix his flat tire and couldn't turn on because he didn't have his, he didn't have his key. Yeah. Okay. And so now he can't restart his car because his key's in Dallas. So he calls me saying, hey, can you look through the neighborhood to look for this key? I'm like, sure. We're never going to find this key. So Simeon yeah. was over. We were working on some videos and stuff. And we walk around. And I'm like, dude, I feel bad for you, Lucas. But I'm like, call a fucking tow truck. Like, yeah. I love you, bro. But, like, this is crazy right now. Like, I'm not. Anyway, we find the key. And on, oh, the, way shit. Back, yeah. on the way back to my house, Sim finds a brand new 80-inch TV that's been out for bulk trash day. And it didn't have any cords, and, and it like we. I was like, "There's no way this works." Like this yeah, team is broken. There's no way this Simeon, works. Oh, it works perfectly. Like Simeon brought it back. To like, oh, are you serious? So Simeon just Let's got an 80, 80 inch, and he'll tell you. It's like I got a Snapchat of like, "What the fuck is he doing carrying this?" Hey, I'm watching Sunday football at his house. Simeon, I'm watching Sunday football at his house. Simeon's big, bro. But like this eighty inch, he's like holding up top. So you got to put yourself in position to succeed. And this is one more story I wanted to tell because the UT I game. Love it. You know, last time I talked to you, I said I wasn't going to UT Alabama. I definitely right. didn't have a ticket. But, yeah. you know, the one way you're guaranteed not to get in is not to go. So we yeah. get to the game. We get to the game. And uh, Leo was trying to get, uh, you know, one of uh, – there was a, a kid they were helping watch through a friend in the game. It's like first football game. Mm -hmm. And so they were really – and StubHub fucked them. Because, like, Stub, they bought the ticket, but it hadn't processed. That's a whole new thing. You have to right. pay extra to get – I don't even know about this. But you got to pay extra to make sure it processes right then and there. Weird. Okay. So we have this guy run up to us and it was the energy we were putting out. We were screaming, we need to go into the game. Yeah, so, let's uh, go. So, so this guy comes up to us and he's like, uh, hey, I'll get you in the game for $100. And we're like, okay, that sounds sketch. Like we're in, what's good? And uh, we're like, okay, where do we buy the tickets? What is it? He's like, no, no tickets. Like you're just getting in for a hundred. And- uh, Oh yeah? Yeah. And then I was like, okay, this is sketch. You know, Leah yeah. starts putting out cash. I'm like, Leah, put your cash back up. Like we're not paying till we get in. And the guy's like, that's right. Like, you don't pay till you get in. I'm like, wait, this is too good to be true. Like, this is definitely like a scam. Yeah. And uh, so we push him a little bit more. I give him a hemp joint that I have as collateral as a sign of good faith. And, you know, we're like, hey, he's like, all right, we got to go to gate three. Walks us to gate three, walks us straight in the back door. And we're in the game for $100 each. Hell and yes. The tickets we sat in. <laughs> hey, like high status, VIP access. I mean, Let's I documented go. the whole thing on Snapchat. I have all the videos of it. You know, I'm not proud to like break into Daryl K. Royal Stadium. Like I didn't, like I bought it. Like the security guys let me through. No, so you're like, VIP, man. Yeah, as far you as know, I know. You know someone. As far as I, exactly, right, exactly. And we might've just- that's, And that's just up. a little tip, that $100. That's, you know, to get in, get out. And, you know, so that's just, obviously you can't always get that lucky. That's awesome. Like that, but you got to put yourself in a position. Hey, hey real quick, shout out, yeah. shout out to my younger brother, Julian Garcia. He He's the Texas uh, football op camera operator on the end zone side, so- I saw him on Instagram. He was up there early, bro. He was up at like 4 a.m. doing that. Yeah, yeah. You know? Hell yeah. Shout out to him. Yeah. But um, no, man, uh, tell me this. Leave me with um, because this too. See, guys, like just start doing shit. We don't even have a fucking name for the podcast yet, but it is. Hey, look, we dropping let's gym. start recording. Let's get to it. Let's yeah. take action, right? But and this podcast is about networking. So leave the people with this, Dalton. What would you say is your number one high status networking tip for the people out there? 
Well, there's a couple. One, digital forensics is just so important. Like if you have somebody's name and where they are, you can do a lot of research beforehand to find out what they like, what they don't like, whether they're a fit, you know, mm -hmm. whether you're on the same page ideologically, like, you know, like mm -hmm. you even want to meet this person. And and, uh, real quick. And that's why it's so important to have an amazing but social media profile, so have important. an amazing Instagram. There was this uh, videographer from um, Houston the last night that reached out to me and we were talking a bit and he was like, can I come to your events? I told him, yeah, but I'm not going to fucking invite him because his shit looks just like all over the place. Like it just looks terrible, honestly. And there's enough self-help people out there to get it going. Like your bio is yeah. not that hard to write. Your LinkedIn is easy to do. Your Facebook, you just need to have. Like it's like, sometimes people are going out of their ways to have ugly looking profiles like dude like going out of their ways what are you doing like what are you doing and you're expecting us to pay you or for us to give a fuck if you're here you know yeah. and it's like and you're coming up it's it's usually the weirdest guys that are like weirdest. have this weird energy with like oh yeah i'm here i'm here let me i mean people what people think they can run up on stage and grab our microphone and talk when we plan this event for like three months and it's like oh i'm assuming this guy's famous and it's like, dude, it's just a weirdo. And it's like, yeah, but maybe he's not weird, but if his profiles look better, I'm sorry. It's like people would say, Oh, that's just the internet. It's not real. Like, no, it is real. This is real. Like, yeah, this is what you're presenting to the people. And uh, so that's one thing, you know, you definitely got to do some digital forensics to, to like expedite it. Like if you're getting there and you meet me and you're like been trying to meet me and you're like asking the dumbest questions elementary, it's like, yeah, obviously you didn't want to meet me that bad. You right, know, right. it's just like, that's just the truth. Like, you know, so that's one thing and not that we even matters, but it's like, it's all relative. Like if you're trying to get in, you know, to this level, and if I'm trying to get into, you know, like a Michael Sartain level one, mm -hmm. it's like, and I get a chance to meet him, I better come correct with not like, Oh, you know, yeah. I mean, he might, he might be nice and be like, Oh, you know, cause he gets that a lot. But it's like, if I actually want to do real business different, the just second taking one, value, I, that reminds me of tip, just taking value, taking value, taking value. That's not what you want to do around high status people. Right. You just want to give value. So for Michael Sartain, his team for Vegas immersion the other day in Vegas, like they invited me to go coach, which was really cool and go coach new students on social skills, networking with high status men, meeting the most beautiful women, and then getting their Instagram right. Um, I was in Michael Sartain's apartment recording a little testimonial, but I didn't ask him for shit the entire fucking time. I was just coaching for his program, giving value, right. and I'm going to go back and coach again right. in October. Vegas but, um, but uh, yeah, yeah, hell Vegas yeah. I mean, that's what it's about. You know, if you're asking the dumb questions when you do get your chance with like somebody, you know, quote unquote high status, it's like you already blew it. You're yeah. you're, you're at you're at bad and you forgot your bat, you forgot your helmet and like you're trying to score. So good luck with that. My last thing, this is a big gem for people our age one. It's not as big of a deal. And look, at I mean, 10 years, I mean, people starting podcast. I mean, yeah, there's some brainiacs that are like 18, 19, but it's like you really have to have some battle scars to know what you're talking about a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. so. I do think we're in a good position, you know, 10 years out to reflect on the beginning of the episode, 10 years out. This is what we learned in 10 years. And we'll look back at it and see what we learned in the next 10 years. One more thing, when you're dealing with high status networking, you need to ask them when you're trying to follow up how they like to be communicated with. Do they like to text? Do nice. they like an email? Nice do they like to do business on Snapchat? That's kind of weird. But you know what? Like if they ask me to Snapchat them, I will Snapchat them if I'm yeah. trying to business. Because as I'm the one trying to get their business, Meet I'm where the they're one, at. I, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, is there a newsletter I can subscribe to? Like, you need to ask them, hey, you know, if I'm reaching out, what what way do you want me to reach out? You know, because it's so annoying when, and then there's buckets to people. Like, there's people I want to text me, you know, and then there's people I want to hit me up on Facebook Messenger. Mm -hmm. There's people I deal with on LinkedIn, like Russell from Texas Hemp Reporter. 
Like, yeah. I'll text him. We talk on the phone, but it's like, for some reason, me and him only talk on LinkedIn. So it's like, yeah, if, I'm yeah. LinkedIn if I'm looking for Russell, like go to LinkedIn, these platforms are now associated and you got to be multiverse. So yeah, that's one gym one. We'll think about it. Maybe we'll find a couple more because networking is so critically important to me, almost to a fault. You know, we've uh, already met. This is the guy to know in Texas, y'all. I mean, but the, the problem <laughs> is when you meet so many people and you're on the hunt for more, like, dude, if I never met a new person in my life and stopped right now, I could actually work through the people I've met and build stronger relationships. Like, you dude, can only- I remember we were at the rodeo. We were at the rodeo last year in, uh, I think we were in San Antonio. We were in San Antonio or Fort Worth. And then all of a sudden we're just sitting right behind, um, uh, what's her name? What's her name? Spalding. Like, oh, right? Don, Don, the, Don, Don Spalding. Yeah, I'm looking oh, at yeah. this. There's a Spalding basketball right there. Don, Don Spalding. And you're like, like best homies with her. Like, we know her. This it's is like, the guy hey, to know. It's like, we know her. And it's not just that, but it's like random people you come across or like the one six feet of separation. Like, I mean, Mark Cuban in Dallas, everybody can get a hold of him. It's like mm -hmm. knowing when the right time to pull the lever is. Like, we mm -hmm. can get a hold of Mark Cuban in like 30 minutes and make sure and we'll make him see it. But mm -hmm. like, why like right, we gotta right. come correct like why would we do that come correct come correct or don't come at all because let's it's go more damage. you don't need all these assistants knowing yeah don't answer dalton and one like they're have no they're way they're time wasters it's almost like if you're trying to steal mm. my time i'd honestly rather you fucking steal my money because it's kind of like oh shit i don't don't come take a grip from me or something but it's like <clears> you know like it really is like that because it's a little bit more personal you know like you're mm -hmm. stealing something internally like at least money i know why you're stealing at my time it's like the money we can go try to get back yeah. you know the time there is no getting that back Ooh. so you know we can at least try i'm not saying we will get the money back one we have the plan <laughs> to but at least we can go for it you know yeah but man i appreciate you having me on the pod Definitely looking forward you, to my man. definitely looking forward to my second second feature. I'll be a little bit better, you know, a little less. Sweaty. No, I love it. I love it. We got into the whole origin story. We'll talk a little origin bit more story. shit next time. Get on green light. <laughs> get me on Facebook, LinkedIn. As for me, I'm easy to get a hold of. You message me. We're not. Yeah, we're, we're still. I mean, I'll I, put I, his community. Community I'll put his there. info below in the show notes. We we appreciate you. Juan. We're going to see you down at uh, Texas State's homecoming before uh, you get out to Vegas. Hell yeah, let's do it. Let's do nice. it, dog. Nice. We'll thank see you, you soon, for Juan. Thank it. you for coming on the show, guys. Please like, subscribe, yeah. and Dalton's info is below. Juan Tucker. Juan Tucker. Let's we'll go. <laughs>